Hi, this is Greg. Look for my book, The Agile Brand, on Amazon or on my website at theagile.world. Welcome back to The Agile World. This is Greg Kilstrom. In the last episode, I talked a bit about a brand that I think really exemplifies some of the, the key principles and, and approaches of an Agile brand, Netflix. Today, I'm going to talk about um, what some of these principles are. and I've outlined six of them in my latest book, The Agile Brand. I'm just going to talk through these one by one here in this episode and, 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 and give a little highlights of each. The first key principle, the highest priority is to add value to people's lives through meaningful interactions and tangible benefits that brands offer to customers. I've talked quite a bit about what a brand-consumer relationship really means, and I think it's important to be realistic about that. You know, it's not a it's not an emotional relationship. It's a very practical relationship, but when it works, it's it's very meaningful. It's brands being at the right time, at the right place, with the right product, service, or even message. Adding value to people's lives means it's not always about making a sale. It's not always about a short term, but it's really about being there when someone needs something. It could be something relatively trivial. Someone needs a laugh. Someone needs a cup of coffee. But it's being there, being relevant, and knowing when you're the right fit for that customer. The second principle, we believe brands play an important role in society. And when they're managed properly, they can add value to people's lives. So management of a brand and, and putting that into context Managing an agile brand is, uh, you know, is is a little complex. Um, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, uh, this this idea of the duality of the agile brand, this idea that there are some things that don't change or shouldn't change. There's a lot of time and effort that go into creating brand guidelines, brand positioning, messaging, understanding audiences and value. There's a lot of things like that that shouldn't change, but there are some things that that should be looked at and modified, optimized over time. When brands do this, when they don't just stick to something arbitrarily, when they don't just say, well, this is the way that it's always been, they can start to play a more active role in their customers' lives. They can pl- start to play an active role where appropriate in society. I think it's I think it's important that even for-profit companies, not just nonprofits, not just cause-related organizations, I think it's important that for-profit companies play a role, a, a positive role in society. They have the the means to, you know, they have the resources, and you know, they have the ability to affect change. The other thing that's is sometimes overlooked, um, I think it's becoming more and more prevalent, is the impact that brands can have on their employees' lives. There's so much people, we spend so much time at work, um, especially I think in this country, work is, is, so, um, is such a, a prominent part of our lives. We spend so much time there that for a company to not keep that in mind, for a company to not um, actively listen and, and be adaptive to its employees as well as their values, I think is a lost opportunity. The third principle, we believe change can be a force for good and branding and marketing need to change to best serve their customers and society. So, you know, talking a little bit about values in the last point, but marketing and, and branding itself, I think there's I think there are opportunities for market for brands 
to take a stance on issues and um, and you know positively affect change in the world. I, I've mentioned several of these over the last few episodes, Starbucks, Nike, some other examples like that, who have taken some stances. And um, you know it's it's hard to say exactly what the what the end result is, but the fact that they're able to do that, that they're willing to do that, I think says a lot and, and sets an example for others. The fourth point, we believe the future is bright and technology can be used as a force for good in the right hands and with the right motives. I strongly believe this. I think that, you know, while technology certainly has been used um, for nefarious purposes over the years, I, I'm an optimist when it comes to technology. I believe that um, there is so much opportunity uh, for technology to be used for good. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things in the works with providing better opportunity for people to access it. I think you know the the disparity between um, different different people with different levels of access. I think is a huge gap right now that um, I know many are working on, but you know still still is needed. But when there is more democracy of information, for instance, where you know so access to uh, information for everyone. Uh, that could be everything from, you know, everyone having access to be able to search Google for information to um, everyone having access to computers. When that becomes more and more prevalent, I think we win as a society. The fifth point, we believe that to make a great brand is to tie a core set of values to the products and services delivered. So this ties to authenticity as well in, in a slightly different way. So to be authentic, um, there has to be some kind of substance behind what you do. And so for a brand to simply just say, well, we're all about this, you know, pick, pick the latest trend or topic or cause uh, that, that lots of people are talking about, to all of a sudden just be behind something um, is one thing. But for it to actually naturally flow into its products, the way that it talks about its services, I think is a whole other. I think we've seen that in a few examples that I've already talked about, but I think, you know, great brands will continue to adopt that. The last key principle of Agile Brands, we believe the world is in continual motion, and the ideas and thinking we currently share are subject to continual evolution as the practice of branding evolves. And this speaks to a few things. Uh, I talked about the evolution of, of branding uh, several episodes ago. I believe that evolution is continuing. I believe that uh, while I mentioned four stages, I believe we're on the cusp of a fifth. And I believe that the, the consumer and brand relationship is, is changing to give more power to consumers. And I think that's a great thing. And that continual motion that we're in will offer more and more benefits, not only to consumers, but to brands that are able to embrace that and able to embrace agile branding uh, principles. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about design thinking and how that relates to agile branding. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please rate the show on iTunes or contact me through my website at theagile.world. You can find my books, The Agile Brand and The Agile Web on Amazon and on my website at theagile.world.